0: Hi, this is Robert Classy. You're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you to a brand new edition of TV Confidential. Radio talk show about television, Linda Day-George will join us in our second hour. Linda Day-George, the Emmy-nominated and Golden Globe-nominated star of Mission Impossible, The Silent Force, Chisholm, The Gentle Rain, and many other movies, and TV series. Of course, as many of us know, Linda appeared on television many, many times throughout the 60s and 70s along with her husband at the time, actor Christopher George. We will talk to Linda about some other acting roles together. Plus, we'll talk about the movie from 1966 in which Linda and Christopher met and fell in love. Linda Day George will join us in our second hour we hope you'll stay tuned for that also in our second hour we will pay tribute to buck henry buck henry co-creator of get smart co-writer of the screenplay of the graduate and a regular presence during the early years of saturday night live we'll pay tribute to buck henry we will also remember ed Cookie burns during our second hour we hope you'll stay tuned for that as well, in the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us for another look at This Week in TV History. Tony's segment, as always, is brought to us by our friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly-performing live storytelling ensemble. For more information, go to storysalon.com or facebook.com forward slash Story's long. What do you have for us tonight? January 14th, 1990, The Simpsons began
1: airing regularly. So I, I it's d- still <laughs> airing regularly. And mm. it, 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 it <laughs> hasn't stopped. It's
2: never stopping. It will never uh, end.
1: So I do want to make one little, you know, for the timeline, because uh, The Simpsons had aired their Christmas special, right. or uh, also known as Simpsons Roasting, Roasting on an Open Fire, fire right. which aired before Christmas. But that was basically their pilot right. for the series
0: Yeah, it was called I think it was called the The Simpsons Holiday Special. Yeah. It? Yeah.
1: It was yeah, that Our Simpsons Christmas Special or yeah, or yeah, because it has the two titles. Yeah. Uh and so if you look it up, uh usually uh, they'll have both. Uh but as a regular weekly show it 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 began January 14th, 1990. So the but you basically got the groundwork from the Christmas episode to kind of see because they were a little bit going to commercial on the Tracy Ullman show.
0: Yes. it's right, right. So you
1: had little uh, snippets. So they would go to commercial, there would be like the setup, commercials over, you come back, and it would be like the punchline, and then you go back to Tracy.
0: I think the Tracy Ullman show was one of the original shows on Fox. It was, Fox yes. it was <laughs> when
1: uh, Fox was, I think Fox was not even on every night. Yeah, it was
0: only like Sunday night.
1: Yeah, pretty much it was weekends, yeah. and then it kind of expanded. And uh, they were even trying to move The Simpsons for a while to Thursday to they put it up against Cosby, they did. They did. They did which did not work. Yeah. And uh, but remember, uh, you had—I mean, some of the first shows that you had on on the new Fox network would have been uh, Married with Children, which was that, and The Simpsons uh, were like some of the early things that took off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of other Light. less memorable ones. Light. Women in Prison, and uh, that one with Matthew Perry and Keel Martin.
0: Drexel's class with Debbie Coleman. Drexel's <laughs> class. An awful show.
1: Some of the uh, the hour dramas, action adventures were done in Canada because of uh, it was cheap at the time mm-hmm. to do it that way. And then the half hour sitcoms Although were done X, here. X
0: Files was originally shot in L.A. and then they moved it to Canada because they found it less expensive.
1: And then they brought it back to L.A. And they
0: brought it back to L.A.
1: And uh, in in order for them to continue. And, uh, yeah, there are a few others. But, uh, yeah, when The Simpsons first premiered, it was not – you didn't have Fox programming every night. Right. And they were trying to – often to get the ratings, they were counter-programming what the big three were doing.
0: Well, you not only didn't have Fox programming every night because it was on a UHF channel before cable, as we know it, saturated most of our homes – Today. And you
2: you remember how they referred to it, the fledgling yes. Fox network. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and we've talked about this before. It was much parodied, uh, particularly on Married with Children. I mean, you had, depending on where you are and where, and how far on the UHF channel your local Fox affiliate was, I mean, you would have Going to. Going
1: back to the remote control discussion yeah, of earlier. Yeah, yeah.
0: You would have to get the tinfoil and whatnot mm-hmm. in order to get the reception.
1: Yeah, they were always yeah. Fox uh, viewing positions, and every member of the family had to be standing or holding something up, which is true. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it it was. Sometimes, in fact, in, we were talking about the pilot of Happy Days in another segment, and one of the bits there is you know, in the in the pilot that was the Love American Style yeah. episode, the new TV comes in, and to get the picture, you're holding the rabbit ears. You know, Dad is in the back of the living room <laughs> on a step stool. <laughs> Extending his I, I arm as far that, as a, you know, the rabbit. And that. you would have those situations. I mean, I think sometimes you might even have that now with cable. Somebody walks into the room. They're carrying a tray, and the picture looks better. Don't move. Yeah. You, know, you just say, don't move. Stand right there. Don't do anything. Just wait. Wait until the commercial, and then you could rest.
0: That was back when Howard was played by Harold Gould. Harold oh, Gould, God, yeah. Yes. was uh,
1: Howard Cunningham. Uh, yeah, so that, that was uh, played out there. I remember Letterman would often talk about TV. But he, 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 one of his running gags was never being able to say the Fox Network with a straight face. <laughs> and there was one time he was presenting at the Emmys, and he kept doing it. Yeah, he just, you know, said, so we're talking, you know, uh, you know, all the networks here represented ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. <laughs> you know, just well, you know, it was like you could not uh, qualify it as a network.
0: Well, today much the same could be said with the CW. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say the CW is definitely skewing to a very younger specific uh, demographic where, you know, I think when the Fox network came out, it was a certain bad boy quality because they had to have that little bit of bad boy quality to compete with the wholesome Cosby's. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Married with Children and The Simpsons would be really good examples. Yeah, of. Running,
0: the running joke today is we have four networks in the CW. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, in
0: fairness to the CW, they seem to be working that demo very yeah. successfully.
1: They know what they are. Yeah. And, and they are doing that. I think they still are kicking themselves for turning down Pretty Little Liars because that would have been the... That, that would, would have been yeah, what it would have
0: made up a network.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been what Gilmore Girls was yeah. for them yeah. several years ago. Yeah. That was you know like like Married with Children was yeah. the flagship show for the Fox Network, yeah. uh, and the Simpsons you know and only because there were live actors as opposed to animated characters. Now, the Simpsons were at the Hollywood Bowl this summer.
0: That's right. They did it as part of the 25th anniversary celebration.
1: It was quite a spectacular a good show. It yeah. was a very good show. And one of the funniest bits is how they open. If you've ever been to the Hollywood Bowl, or if you haven't been to the Hollywood Bowl, first of all, uh, see that Tom and Jerry cartoon where Tom and Jerry, the, the background drawings are so perfect. There are elements that are still intact. I mean, the, the artwork is beautiful. You have to do a lot of walking. You if you if You can't park just outside the bowl and walk through the front door. No. You have to do a lot of walking. Uh, As a resident of Hollywood, we do a lot of walking to get to where the Hollywood Bowl is. Many people will take buses that uh, that pick up in the valley and take you down the freeway, and they drop off. But still, you have a hike from Highland Avenue to your seat, and it is a stretch. And the the opening was a cartoon of The Simpsons coming to Hollywood, getting out of the car, <laughs> and it was just kind of that. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are, but everything was perfect. You're going up another level of stairs or a ramp, and another because the seats just go up and up and up. And uh, little things like the the beer bottle rolling down the concrete stairs was just perfect. Of course, you have the beer bottle rolling down the stairs, which. By the time that was showing, you had heard that 50 times. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have the beer bottle rolling, and then Barney the drunk from most is then rolling down the stairs. But, I mean, the, the it was such a perfect representation of your experience getting to your seat at the Hollywood Bowl. It was – you can only experience it if you were there. But some of the performers included Conan O'Brien, who wrote the famous monorail episode and performed the song that, you know, Phil Hartman made uh, very famous. Phil Hartman's spirit was alive and well at that because uh, you were constantly referencing well his contribution to the show. Well, he, he was one he of was, my favorite characters. The show,
0: was, I, mean, I mean, right now, Harry Shearer voices half the characters mm-hmm, in that yeah. show. At one point, it was Harry Shearer. And Phil Hartman, between them, they did like 90% of the voices.
1: And Phil Hartman wasn't a regular. Yeah. He would ha- he would guest star as Troy McClure or Lionel Hutz or the monorail salesman. Right. So he would be on. John Lovitz would do uh, several characters, uh, meaning two. Uh, but <laughs> just, you know, the reoccurring characters. But Troy McClure, who was this washed-up actor, mm-hmm. uh, basically, I think uh, – Troy Donahue and Doug McClure, right? uh, You know who would be hosting the infomercial, so he might be in a commercial in one episode, or he might be the episode. Well, this is show
0: McClane, or it was like a Uh, takeoff of MacGyver. It's like McClane, or well, there was the McBain McBain character, which is
1: which is basically Arnold Schwarzenegger, Vern Wolfcastle, that character. But yeah, you had you know the Troy McClure, which I don't know if there's any around anymore. Uh, except for maybe, you know, like Adam West or William Shatner, but you did have that character who you knew the guy, but he had to remind you what he was in. Yeah. (laughs) You may remember me from...
0: You see that a lot whenever you go to these autograph shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: exactly. He was that character. And uh, so uh, I think there was great reverence to that, but you had um, Beverly D'Angelo and John Lovitz and a lot of uh, people who have contributed to the show. Uh Hank Azaria was a wonderful MC. And Azaria also is a dozen different voices there from Apu Pooh to uh some of the more secondary characters. Oh he sang that? <laughs> they sang Who Needs the Quickie Mart? Um Yeah, and uh they did uh, uh the guy who did the Michael Jackson impersonation who sang lisa it's your birthday now michael jackson did the voice speaking but he did not sing there was somebody else who did the singing
0: well they was... did a weezy for that yeah mm-hmm. but
1: they did that uh tony hawk was there uh so there was a lot of different uh tributes paid and uh, it was it was a, a beautiful event but as you were saying, it was uh, you know this show is still it will on. Never where end. The, uh, no, have, it will never end. They had a marathon on FX. A, so it holds a, there's the there's record there's now. There's
0: a special channel that's just devoted to the Simpsons. I think
1: it's called FX now. I <laughs> or mean, because,
0: or FXX. Or,
1: yeah, but FX did the marathon where they aired every episode, yeah. and it took seven days to run. The whole run, each half hour, and it, it holds a record now for the longest yeah. marathon, uh, TV marathon for a show. Uh, that's pretty impressive. I mean, that, uh, but uh, yeah, it's such a great thing of Americana. And uh, before we move on, since, you know, this was on the Bad Boy Network and this was a Bad Boy show. Uh, I'd say uh, Troy McClure is uh, one of my favorites. Another one would be Ned Flanders we know ned everyone knows a ned flanders mm-hmm. if you don't know ned flanders guess what you are a ned flanders <laughs> yeah. okay we know that oakley person doakley. oakley dokley oakley dokley <laughs> uh yes that certain pep yeah. but also uh let's say his um moral judgment of homer and his his interpretation of uh the bible and yeah. uh uh, where even Reverend Lovejoy thinks he should dial it down, <laughs> right? You know that. You know you, you you have that neighbor. You know that Christian. Uh, you know when the Ned was coming around when he was being established as a as a character on the show, he was harshly criticized by the religious community of the time, who did not appreciate the depiction of Ned Flanders or Christians being played that way. We've seen it many times before. Yeah. You introduce a character. I don't like how you... Because people will think we're all like that, which I well don't uh, yeah. subscribe to that uh, argument. We could spend an hour. We could spend mm-hmm. a lot of time, and maybe that's something for Phil Cook again. But in the evolution of Ned Flanders and the popularity of the character, he eventually wound up being the cover of Christian Life magazine. <laughs> For a positive portrayal of a Christian in America, for somebody who, (laughs) you know, to go from we don't like how you're depicting us, the character's never changed, really. I mean, he's had life changes, but to being the cover and uh, highlighting the fact that here is a character on American television who is proud of being a Christian, who's not embarrassed to say he's a Christian, well, and has no, you know, to to be out there and for a show. And it, even The Simpsons in general, when church groups are praising them because they're going to church on Sunday, and it's the only show on American television that was currently on at the time where you saw them get dressed up and go to church on Sunday.
0: Well, look, if, when you're on television nonstop for 25 years, uh, you figure mores are going to change. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, and... and and credit the Simpsons for managing to go to go with the times and you know stay in tune with the times. But then, when you're on for 25 years, odds are because mores change and mm-hmm. people change, it's not surprising that you can go. The same character could go from being reviled yeah. to embraced. And uh, By the, the same demo. I think <laughs> and
2: 25 years later, when we're still watching The Simpsons yeah. and talking about The Simpsons, it might go back the, the other
1: way. may go the yeah. other way, yeah. But it's, Matt Groening, to his credit, has done a wonderful job maintaining the integrity of the characters, which is kind of funny when you phrase it that way, because yeah. most of these characters are not known for integrity. But...
0: Mm, mm, Donuts. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Uh, Homer's not... They're not going to have an episode... I mean, Barney found sobriety briefly, and you knew that it was not going to last long. And it was a story arc that carried over several episodes, but he went back to classic drunk Barney. Yeah. It wasn't... You you kind of knew that he, it was going to be a flirtation with sobriety. And it was fun while it lasted. but he went back. And there is no attempt to sober him up again. There is no attempt... To put Homer on a diet to have him be a better role model. There's never been an attempt to make Bart a role model. Bart was controversial because of the T-shirts that said "I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you?" and they wanted to ban him from school. Uh, President uh, Bush, the father, in his campaign was at the height of the Murphy Brown controversy, was saying we need more shows like the Sim- like the Waltons and less shows like The Simpsons. You know, so you had those shows also. You know, they were. Demonized than I There was a minister who, his his parish is basically attacking TV shows, or I should say, he he evaluates television shows and what presents good Christian values. And uh, when the Murphy Brown scandal came out, he said, "I don't have a problem with that. That is something that happens. You know, uh, married, you know baby out of wedlock." It happens, and they depicted something that really happens. He had at that time he had a bigger problem with mocking Christianity, which he saw that Ned Flanders did. So he did not have an issue with Murphy Brown and the baby. He had an issue with Ned Flanders, and like I said, you know, well maybe <laughs> the
0: problem was that pale yellow pallor that all mm, the characters they all yeah. did,
1: and uh, maybe that They'll will just... be maybe the <laughs> final episode they will be cured because <laughs> they've or done blue hair. Yeah, blue hair, they, they, you know, the family guy crossed over and they were concerned about catching that yellow thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so maybe, maybe that will be resolved by the time they, they wrap it up.
0: Who knows? dot blockspot.com, also com. Donna's four-part novel series is now complete.
2: Yes, it is. The last book, Fall Again Reunion, was published a few months ago. You'll see where the story finally
0: ends. And to find out how the story begins and ends, go to fallagainseries.com. Tony and Donna, we'll see you both next time.
1: next Next time.
0: Greg Airbar will join us for a DVD report next on TV Confidential.
1: Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your drivers and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed, risk-free call right now.
0: 800-649-0142 800-649-0142 800-649-0142 That's
2: 800-649-0142. Story Salon is Los Angeles' longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon gemstones of narrative, something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio Incorporated, a peerless TV soundtrack archive. Preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television.
0: For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Ed Robertson, author friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who understand has a new book out.
2: Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series set against the background of working actors.
0: Something that you know a little, a thing or two well, about. Well, you
2: write what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years.
0: It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many
2: of the experiences that the actors in my book have. Many have happened to me, many have happened to friends of mine. It's not, if you're looking for Valley of the Dolls, it's not. It's grounded in reality.
0: It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes. Called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle. At fallagainseries.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear,